Welcome to the podcast where relationships, confidence, and determination all converge into an amazing heartfelt experience. This is Speaking from the Heart. Welcome back to episode number 80 of Speaking from the Heart. Today we have Lorraine Michaels joining us. She is a supercharged speaker and coach who helps to ignite women's passions and also to help them discover their God-given purpose. She has a heart that is full of faith and also a fierce determination to empower others, where she brings her unique blend of her personal growth and her spiritual beliefs to guide women towards their most fulfilling lives. Lorraine has a speaking career in which she speaks about not only breaking through those limitations, but to unlock hidden talents and align them with the divine plan that each and every one of us has. Her joyful, faithful approach has already touched many countless lives, and she's pumped to help even more women step up to become not only the best versions of themselves, but also live the best lives that they have. And I love our conversation today with Lorraine because it has such a diverse background, leading all the way from emergency medicine, in which she has practice, all the way into her coaching business, Bold Beginnings, and talking about the importance of fitness, where that all combines together. I will admit that this is one of these episodes that I often have to take a step back and think, what could I have been if I would have just changed my perspective all along and shifted it from the personality that I had in the past to the personality that I have now, wanting to help others see that fulfillment? And I think you're going to see quite a lot of that, especially in our conversation today. But with that, Let's go to the episode. All right. We have Lorraine Michaels with us. Lorraine, thanks for sharing your heart with us today. Oh, my pleasure. I can't wait. I am just so excited because I even was telling you this before the show. I've been listening to your podcast, the Bite Size Podcast, which we'll certainly talk about. Would love to hear a little bit more about it as well as to why you started it. But nevertheless, Lorraine, thanks for being on the show. Really, my first question is, and this is something that I've been really curious to learn a little bit more about, especially as I've listened to some of your episodes and just been following you a little bit. Tell us a little bit about your story of how you got into being a coach in the first place, because I think your story resonates so much with the mission of what we do here at Speaking from the Heart. And mm -hmm. I think there's going to be some nuggets that we can talk about with that. But can you share a little bit about that with us? Yeah. Oh, I would love to. So... I have, as you know, <laughs> I have over 15 years in my previous career, which was medicine. So I worked in hospitals, in the trauma ICU, regular ICU, emergency department, everywhere, front office, back office. I did everything you could possibly imagine in the medical field other than being a doctor or a nurse. I was a nursing assistant. I was an EMT. And so, yeah, 15 years in medicine, I lived, breathed, and thought I was going to die in it. And it was my heart and I loved it and I loved helping people. I loved getting down in the trenches with people when they were at their lowest of low and helping them through it and helping them overcome it and helping them heal. So that's where that seed kind of got planted. And I thought I was going to be in medicine forever. And then 2020 happened and I very quickly realized that medicine was no longer in alignment with my belief system who I was, what I was about. That's a whole nother podcast episode in and of itself. <laughs> Nothing against doctors and nurses. I absolutely love them. And I think there's a place for Western medicine to an extent. But now having been 
transformed and now in just a whole new journey and learning different things, I realized that medicine wasn't for me. So how I got into coaching and speaking was when I left medicine, I knew that I wanted to help people. I knew that I wanted to encourage people. I knew that I really wanted to help people see their gifts, talents, and abilities and help them find the gold within themselves. I'm not sure if you've ever heard of John Maxwell, but I was, yeah, he's great. He's my friend. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I would love to meet him in person. I haven't had the chance yet, but that's one of my goals. He's the biggest sweetheart. But anyways, I had been reading his books, listening to his podcast, following him for a very, very long time. And then I had moved from California to the Carolinas and I heard of his event that he was opening up for the first time to the public called the IMC event, the International Maxwell Conference. And I was like, wow, I can go to that. I don't have to be a part of this. How amazing is this? And plus I get to go meet him. Sign me up. And it was in Florida. So same coast. I was like, yes, I'm going. That is how I became a coach. I went to the conference and I signed up with them. I got certified with the John Maxwell leadership team as a speaker, coach, and trainer. And my journey just has been nonstop ever since then. So that was in 2021. Ever since then, I've just been going to conferences and surrounding myself with like-minded people and just being in rooms, getting in rooms with other coaches, other speakers, being a part of different groups. And yeah, I've been through a lot, a lot of trauma. I've healed a lot. And so that was another little piece of the puzzle, if you will, of having gone through that healing and been through that. Now it's my mission to help other people feel seen, heard, and heal, basically. I love that because it seems like it's a little bit in the same field as what you left, the medical field, to essentially not just do the physical healing, but now do the emotional or Mm. mental healing. And I love that direct correlation because I think that for some people, they don't realize that there is such a big stigma about mental health that Mm. I continue to go through. I know I didn't share this with you. I actually tried to end my life a number Mm. of years ago because Mm. of some of the setbacks that I've had, not only through emotional abuse, but also just things that had happened and events that have happened in my life that caused Mm. me to get to where I'm at which my audience and listeners really know at this point. But I guess for you, what was the moment in which you realized when you were right at the cusp of leaving the medical field? What was that aha moment for you? Was there something that happened that made you decide, oh, I think that being a coach would be much more effective? Can you tell us a little bit about that? Oh, it's, that's kind of going to get very deep. Go as the deep pivotal, as you like. <laughs> the pivotal moment. And first I want to preface that I am in no way, shape, or form judging anyone. In fact, I came to this realization, I came to this decision because I feel everyone needs to make decisions that's best for them. So I do not judge anyone for the decisions that they make. So the pivotal moment for me was in medicine when I was being forced to do things that I felt were not right for me. And I am a huge proponent of 
not what feels good do it, but what's right for you, what's right for your health, what's right for you personally and your healing. Not everything is cut and dry and cookie cutter, you know, it's all different. That's another reason why I absolutely love coaching and speaking is because everybody works differently and what works for one person doesn't necessarily work for another person. With Western medicine, it's very much treat the symptom, not the root. And now conversely, because I'm a health and wellness coach and I'm a holistic and speaking, coaching, fitness, all of those things, you got to treat the inside first. And if you're not right on the inside, it doesn't matter how pretty you are on the outside or handsome or whatever. If your insides are messed up and your insides are ugly and your insides are not doing what they should be doing, what is coming out isn't going to be the best, right? So I think that's where Western medicine kind of fails us as a society and as humanity is they're not treating the root. And so my approach is holistic and fixing the inside first and getting right with your mind and then your body and then everything starts to flow naturally. And then those things that I really try and pull out of everybody, the gold, their gifts, comes much more naturally. It is hard for some people to be able to see that gold that's inside because mm. you're layering it with so much different inspirations of maybe false idols. And mm. I know of so many things that I've done in my life that I have to take a big step back. Even when I was starting my business, I was thinking, my goodness, I need to think about what is not only happening for myself so that I can better serve my clients, but I'm on this journey with them. I need to heal what's in the insides for me too. So I love that so much because it ties so well with what we need to just do, not only with the things that we say on the outside, mm. but also what we say to ourselves in the inside. And yeah. it seems like I always tell people, you got to love yourself first. You yeah. got to do that first. Yeah. It's so important. But for you, I understand, and I know you've been public about this on your podcast, so I feel like this is okay to ask. I understand that you've been through a number of divorces because mm. of just kind of going through some of those shifting tides in your life yeah. and probably working on some of those insides. Yeah. I mean, how has that helped you become a stronger person? Because Obviously, I'm sitting here, I'm looking at you, you seem much more determined and confident. And I don't even need to know you very well mm. to understand that. I feel that people give off this aura of just knowing what their life mission is at this point. Mm. So how did you get to that point? Gosh, a lot of healing. Yeah. <laughs> I carried around for many, many years a lot of shame and a lot of guilt. And I'm not making any excuse for my decisions or behaviors in previous relationships. I will say though that having healed and gone through what I went through and now being on the other side of it, I know that that it was not who I am. And I know that there was a tremendous amount of growth that needed to happen and healing that needed to happen. And so like I said about the shame and guilt I carried that around from my first marriage because my first marriage ended completely due to my poor choices, my poor choices in relationships, my poor choices with alcohol, just being immature and immature in my faith, immature in just relationships in general about what my idea was about marriage 
And we live in a culture that's a, a microwave culture. And if it's broke, throw it away and get a new one rather than nurturing something and fixing something and tending to something. You heard the saying, the grass is greener on the other side. Oh, man. Every time I hear that, I feel like I should be paid every single time. <laughs> <laughs> Can't tell you how many I times I hear that. Yeah. But what I really would like to say is the grass is greener where you water it. If you want fruit from something, you have to nurture it. You don't just plant a tree and you get fruit, right? You have to tend to it. You have to prune it. You have to fertilize it. You have to water it. You have to nurture it. And that's the same with any relationship, platonic, friendship, family, romantic, whatever it may be. And so there was so much I didn't know in my first marriage. And if wishes were fishes. I wish I could go back and, and redo it, but I can't. So I have had to heal and move on and pray that my ex-husband forgave me and forgives me and he's healed, happy, and whole now. My second marriage, that was a train wreck. It was filled with addiction and infidelity and abuse and trauma. And again, having healed, I can realize that we had a trauma bond and that was super unhealthy. And so now in my third marriage, it's not a cakewalk. And trust me, I've known what not to do and I haven't made those mistakes again, but this comes with a whole new set of problems and a whole new set of challenges. And so now it's just a matter of, okay, so do the work. The results you want require work. So what do you want? Do you want to put in the work or do you want to just throw in the towel for anyone that's having trouble in relationships? It takes work. And you throw one out and get into another, it's going to have its own problems, a different set of problems. So what do you want? Yeah. And first off, I love the reference of the microwave culture because I didn't even think about the fact that we tend to just throw things away without even giving it a chance to repair it. And I've had a few people through my business that have gone through and we have worked on that and sometimes the inevitable does happen where you might have to throw it away, but it doesn't Mm. mean that you wasted the time because you always learn something from it. So I love mentioning the fact that we have to take care of our gardens or our grass for that matter, because I feel like we don't spend enough time with that. And I know for me, it's been tough to be able to do that, to give myself that value. So I know that for one of the things that you do, and maybe you want to talk about this a bit because I've had fitness people on the show too, which they've run their own businesses with gyms and telling our audience about some of the things that have been involved with why they started in the first place. What has led you into taking care of yourself? Because I understand that you have done fitness competitions. That's quite unique. Yeah. (laughs) What led me to it, honestly, was insecurity. What led me to fitness? So um, I wasn't expecting that answer, by the way. That was really surprising to me. I like to hear that perspective. That's yeah. interesting to me. So as I guess a kid, yeah, I was fit. I loved cheerleading. I was in competition cheerleading. And so that was my sport that I did as a kid growing up. So I was relatively fit childhood to high school, my senior year until I got married. So my first marriage, those years were my unhealthy years. Those were the years that I was drinking, partying, smoking, not taking care of my body, not treating my body as a temple, really bad relationships. And my first marriage, so what led me into fitness was 
my ex-husband had a porn addiction that I really didn't know about. And I just thought that he wasn't attracted to me. So I started working out to change my body, to change my appearance so that my husband would be attracted to me and would want to be with me rather than looking at porn. Again, back to what I said, immature. I didn't know how to have these tough conversations and navigate addiction at that point. So rather than having the conversation of how damaging it was and how much it hurt me and what can we do to get past this, it was, okay, I just need to look better. So I started working out. And then that just propelled into a very unhealthy relationship with my body and food and competing. And he was totally against me competing. And then that marriage ended and I still continued to compete. But then I took a break from it as well because of how unhealthy it got. And I was just trying to maintain this physique that wasn't realistic. So I'm not sure if you're familiar with uh, fitness competitions or bodybuilding competitions, but I've known a few people that have gone through it. I know it's a very tremendously big undertaking for yeah, sure. Yeah. It's, it takes a lot of work. I did it very unhealthy in the beginning, but the end of the fitness career, I was a little more smart about it. I, I did it in a healthy way, but stage weight, stage appearance is not realistic. It's not what you look like every day and it shouldn't be. You should never look like that. And I thought I wanted to. So that's what led me into fitness. But now it has transformed my life. It has helped me with recovery. It's helped me with sobriety. It has helped me with my mental health because for a while I really, really struggled with anxiety and depression. And it has turned my life around. And part of my four corners, if you will, of my life balance and what I speak about. Yeah. First off, I didn't realize that question was going to turn in the way that it was. (laughs) I am impressed by the fact that you've taken something like this where it could have been detrimental to you and maybe led you down a different path to something where it supplements you. It's almost like getting up in the morning, making yourself a healthy breakfast, being able to then go and work out, realizing that that's helping to get rid of that junk that might be yeah. inside of you from yeah. the other day or that unhealthy meal. And for some people, just being able to start that and to change that thinking is oftentimes the most difficult thing that they can do. Yeah. So speaking of which, there's been a lot of people that give up, but yet you yeah. have persevered and you opened Bold Beginnings, your business. So tell us a little bit about the business. I mean, for me, as a coach, I certainly resonate with what you're doing, my business being your speaking voice LLC. I, I love what I do, but I love what you do. <laughs> and we were even talking about this before the show, about the fact that we supplement each other. So it isn't yeah. like I'm putting my fist up like, Lorraine, stop taking my clients. No, <laughs> it, it's that we're all working together because we all yeah. have a similar goal. Tell us a little bit about the mission. Tell us specifically what you do in a bigger sense with Bold Beginnings. Oh my goodness. I love that. Thank you. And yes, there is plenty, plenty of fish to go around for everybody. (laughs) That was like one of the things that when I first started, I was like, I'm going to be a coach and a speaker. And then I got into the space and I'm like, oh my gosh, there's so many coaches and speakers. Maybe I don't want to. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Right. You know, just put a logo up and put your face on it. Done. I'm a coach. Yeah. I've seen that too many times. Yes. 
Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah, you're absolutely right about that. But someone, a mentor, and I hope one day, I'm putting this out there, one day will be my friend. (laughs) Her name is Jasmine Starr. She's an amazing, amazing speaker and entrepreneur. And she was saying that there's only one you, whatever it is that you do. If you're a coach, a speaker, a photographer, or, or whatever it is, don't have that mentality of someone else is doing it. Someone else is saying it. There's only one you. And there's only one way that you communicate and there's only one way that you coach. No one else does it like you. And there is someone or lots of someones out there that will resonate only with you. And so that really helped me because a lot of what I say and believe and teach and speak and coach about, I see the Ed Milets and whoever it is that you see and follow, I see and hear. John Maxwell. Yeah, John Maxwell, right? (laughs) How did I forget that? Sorry, John. We're going to make sure you get a shout out again. Yes. (laughs) Sorry, coach. So, you know what I'm saying? They're saying it too, but they're going to resonate with someone that maybe won't resonate with you or vice versa, right? And so how Bold Beginnings started, I named it that was because that's exactly what I did. When I started this business, I was taking a bold leap of faith and it was a new beginning. And that's the mission and my premise of my hope for my clients or anywhere that I go speak is that the world realizes that you have to take bold beginnings your story, your journey, your walk is going to need to be bold. And it should be because it builds confidence. Being bold, it takes confidence, but it also builds your confidence. I understand that 1000% because I often say that it's our voice that counts. And isn't just what we say. It's the actions because that has a voice in itself, too. And with the things that continuously move in this world, I know for a fact that we need people that are Mm. bold, that Mm. they are confident and they are capable of being what I call even one of my values, being determined to persevere no matter what the circumstances, because it's sometimes tough to be able to make that challenging decision. I've had friends even just recently talk about their divorce and mm. how they navigate through that and how scared they are about that. And yeah. it could be a challenge. And hearing what your story has been, I can understand why taking that bold step is really important. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that because part of this has been really about not only sharing what you do with your business, but you do it also through not only your speaking, but your podcast, which we've talked about a little bit earlier, the Bite Size Podcast. Tell us a little bit about it. And this is your opportunity to sell that too, if you want to <laughs> get some additional followers from my uh, <laughs> show. But I self-declared earlier, even before we started that, yes, Lorraine, I'm raising my right hand. I was literally stalking a lot of your episodes, but I loved it because it had such good content about things that we need to write down and and kind of act on. Yeah. So I just want to give you those kudos officially publicly. Thank you. So what is it about? Uh, Well, the bold beginning, or excuse me, the bite-sized podcast. (laughs) Yes. Either (laughs) one. (laughs) You could call it the Bold Beginnings, too. That would be a nice name. Maybe that's your second podcast, then, you know? Yeah. I chose that name, the Bite Size Podcast. It's kind of multifaceted. 
I'm a little woman. I'm only (laughs) 5'2". And so everyone kind of jokes about that. Everyone's joked about it my whole life that I'm like fun size or I'm bite size. So there was that, (laughs) right? And the other part was I try and keep my episodes as best as I can bite size 20 minutes 30 minutes I really hope I don't go over 45 minutes unless if it's like this incredible episode where I just keep talking with someone but I wanted to keep it you know bite size so you can literally pop it in whatever you're doing cooking walking driving whatever it is that you're doing so that's how I came up with the title but it is about faith business life trials how you've gotten through stuff I like to bring value, whatever I can. I try and think about where I was in life, who do I want to help, and who's listening. If anyone were to pop this in and listen to it, obviously if they listen to my intro, it tells them faith, business, health, whatever it is that I'm talking about, I want to make sure that I am bringing value to the world. If that's with fitness tips, health tips, business tips, life tips. I don't do parenting because I feel like I am not good in that area. <laughs> so I will not talk about parenting. I, I, I'm not a parent myself, so I totally understand that. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm on the struggle bus on that one for sure. But anyways, <laughs> <laughs> I try and bring a little light, a little laughter. Sometimes it's some serious stuff. Like recently, this gal in the network marketing world, she's the number one network marketer in the world, I'm pretty sure. Her name is Jessie Lee. Boss Lee, I did a tribute for her. And that was a pretty sombering episode because a lot of what I speak about is me trying to shake you guys out there and get <laughs> you to realize that you have a purpose and stop playing small. If you hate your job, quit. Find a job that you like or figure out what it is that you're passionate about. I get so frustrated with people when they're just living their life day to day like a robot, not happy, miserable, and they've got a gift and a talent inside of them that the world needs. Oh, man, I feel that. That is something that I have lived years about saying to myself, I can't do this. No one's going to want to use me. I don't feel that I have any value to give. And Mm. this journey that I've been on, Lorraine, I resonate with what you say, with Mm. what you do to help others, because it's something that we often tell these false stories about, almost like they're Mm. legends, and Mm. they're not. They're just little fiction pieces that Mm. we've been storing in our brains. And honestly, if we would have a book ban, that would be the book ban that I would promote those that are false idols or literature about ourselves, we throw them out onto a big pile and we set it ablaze mm. because it's not who we are. That's right. It's the lies from the enemy. God does not call the equipped. He mm. equips the called. Mm. Good stuff. Yeah. Lorraine, we're almost at the end of our time, but oh. I want to give you a moment here. And this is something that it isn't even before even pitching how our listeners can reach out to you. You have the stage. 30 seconds, maybe 45 seconds. Tell somebody that might be listening to this right now something that maybe they're in this dark hole. Maybe there's something that they're struggling with. Maybe they've gone through some of the similar struggles that you've been through. Maybe they're going through this dark period of life right now. Mm. What would be your piece of advice to them if they were listening to you? And maybe even they're a woman. Because I'll be honest with you, I've had lots of women listen to my podcast too. I know you do 
women mm-hmm. coaching as well. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's something that you can share with them that will radically change their path going forward. I'm going to give you a 45 seconds or so to go ahead and share that. Oh, wow. Okay. First of all, you matter. Your story matters. And I know more than you know, I know the dark is scary and the dark is lonely, but it's a season and you can get through this and to not give up. And I promise, promise, promise that there's a reason for your pain and there's a purpose for your pain. If you're willing and curious and ready, God can make this a beautiful, beautiful story. Wow. Thank you for that. And I know there has to be someone that is just like, you're right. This is a season, and tomorrow starts a new season where Mm. I don't let that hold me back. Mm. Thank you for sharing that. Absolutely. Lorraine, you've been awesome to talk to. Let's give you a few minutes here to share with the audience. How can they reach out to you if they're interested in being coached by you, if they want to book you as a speaker? Maybe they even want to check out your podcast. Maybe they even want to be a guest on your podcast. uh, Why don't you give us how they can reach out to you, and I'll give you the last few minutes to do that. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It has been a joy and an honor. First of all, Josh, I absolutely have loved being on Speaking from the Heart. So how you can find me, my website is theboldbeginnings.com. And I'm on all the socials, most frequent Instagram and Facebook. But if you would like to reach out to me, you can email me. My email is Lorraine at theboldbeginnings.com. Or if you go to my website, you can find all the ways to get in touch with me. My email's there on the contact form. There's different tabs where you can look at what coaching packages I have to offer. And there's also a way if you're interested in me speaking at uh, an event, there's a way to contact me there too. Or you can shoot me an email or you can message me on Instagram. And my Instagram handle is my name. So it's at Lorraine underscore Michaels. I think that you're going to have a lot of people reaching out to you, Lorraine, because let's be real. I think that you are a very authentic lady. I feel like I learned something from this because even as a coach, and I've said this to you, I feel like we can learn a lot from other coaches too. But what's so interesting about what your story has been about is that you keep on getting knocked down, but you keep on getting up. And Mm. I'm going to give you some awesome advice as one coach to another. Don't stop doing what you're doing. You're making a big change in this <laughs> world you. with what you're doing. And I'm really honored that you've been part of Speaking from the Heart. I'm really honored that you're a coach and you're helping others see their true potential. Mm. And for all those reasons, Lorraine, thank you for being part of the show. It's thank been a you. true pleasure interviewing you today. Absolutely. Thank you so much. It's my honor. There's nothing like being a bold beginner, just like Lorraine is. And I have to thank her so much for being part of the show and sharing a lot of her journey from the professional development side, going into the emergency medicine field, sharing her gifts to other women, and being willing to be vulnerable about all the different things that she has gone through in her life. And this is an important distinction from many of the other people that I'll have on the show coming up in the next few months. 
let alone the next few years, because I think that we have to think about the topics that we even talked about today as some of the stepping stones into that better future that we have, that we don't have it all figured out, that we don't have everything understood, especially in the moments that might be needed for us to help others see that true version of themselves, which I've continuously preached. But I think what's different about what Lorraine has talked about today that I want to spend a little bit of time talking about is the distinction between what is the medical aspects of being able to seek treatment and get help where it's needed from the emotional side, and then finding that process to heal, finding coping mechanisms and tools that are necessary for us to get involved with pulling that gold, nurturing that tree, as she's talked about in this episode, so that it can continue to bear fruits in nature and beyond. It's often such a stigma to think that when you need to go and seek medical treatment for something such as depression, such as anxiety, such as ADHD, anything that might be a detriment to your overall development and well-being means that you are sacrificing quite a lot of yourself and who you are. But I think that it's important to understand that it isn't just about the things that we do to help us become better, but it's realizing that we need the help when help is desperately needed. And I think Lorraine recognized the fact that if she could go into the medical field, she could make a big difference, but something changed. She wanted to see a lot more than just what was on the day-to-day basis. She wanted to take it up one step further. So it isn't to say that things that are necessary in our lives have to continuously be the same pattern that we do over and over and over again. We often have to find that pattern in which we need to break, but sometimes that break happens when we least expect it. And I think that's what we have to understand here, is that sometimes those curveballs that are thrown at us, we're not ever ready for it. And that might mean that we need to go right now and get some medical help from somebody that would understand what we're going through to be able to help us in the immediacy of the situation. But it doesn't mean that every time a situation like that comes up, that it constitutes an emergency in itself. You have to be able to understand the nurturing aspects of what you can do to take those steps to help you become better. It's not just easy, though, to throw something away that you've always been wanting to do as a repeated pattern time after time again to make yourself think that you need to do what you need to do at that very moment, which is where that emotional healing comes into play. Now, I will never hold a candle to what Lorraine has been through. God bless her, though, for what she has endured to get to this moment, to make herself realize that there are not only answers out there that she can seek from others that are much more qualified, but that she's willing to share her perspectives, which are very unique and very professional in nature, and is something that we don't necessarily need to put into what she called the microwave culture. Because let's face it, if we try to heat something up and we just let it bake over and over and over again, do you think it's going to taste good every time that we reheat it? That's why they're called leftovers, which is why we don't want to always eat the leftovers that are given to us. And I know from past experiences even of myself, that we don't want to always reheat those elements in our lives that are often toxic. It might be time, instead of reheating them, to throw them away. But there's something that she said about the tree reference 
and about pulling out gold out of these aspects that we get involved with in our lives that it's worth talking about in just a moment. But let me just say that it's important for not only us to distinguish between what is the medicine aspect of this, but to understand that there is another side to it. And we need to have both play nice in order for us to become better at who we are. Because as she says, the grass is greener with water. Now let's talk about the gold. The gold in each and every one of us doesn't just come from the things that we pluck out of the situations that we go through, but you have to understand that each season that we go through creates those opportunities to be blessed in that season. That season that sometimes might be the roughest, but that is the moment in which you don't give up. You never surrender. You realize that's just a season and that you have to feel those moments in order to get to that other side. That other side can be very scary. It can be very dangerous. It might be actually challenging those worldviews and those viewpoints that you've been always given growing up. Maybe those things that you have never learned to master in the first place. Which is why we need to take care of ourselves. Which is why it isn't just about the medicine, it's about the physical fitness. Which, even after this episode, I have been inspired by the fact that Lorraine continues to talk about the importance of balancing all those things. And she lives what she preaches. And that is something that is so true, even to this day, that if we ever want to make that systemic change, we have to live what we preach. So sometimes, even I, a coach, and also a thinker of all the different opportunities that I have lying ahead of me, means that I have to think about how I can take care of myself and how I can use my viewpoint to help others achieve that greatness. Are there always going to be those weak moments that we have in our lives in which we might fall back a few steps? Absolutely. If that is the case, we have to understand then that we are human beings and that nobody is perfect. If someone wanted to hire the perfect coach, they will be very hard-pressed to find those individuals. Because even those that charge $100,000 a year have fallacies in their own planning and design of their own practices. I think that's what makes Lorraine a little bit different. Just like any other coach you hire can be a little bit different. It isn't just about understanding who you are in terms of what your medical needs are or maybe even your emotional needs, but it's about understanding a viewpoint that we might not understand in the first place and how we can utilize that to achieve greatness, how we can nurture that tree that we have planted for ourselves to create the best version of who we are. It means taking a leap of faith and seeing what's involved with it, even not knowing what circumstances might be presented on the other side in order to bring that value. Really, the question becomes, who do you want to help? Now, I've been open for over a year. And it's been impressive to see the number of people that have come through my door and have radically changed their whole mindset, whether it's their own business, whether it's their own professional development, whether it's their own personal or even public speaking coaching ways in which they want to see who they can truly become. But all it took was really just planting that seed. I think that we have to understand that there's a variety of different ways to do it. And whether you want to work with John Maxwell, whether you want to work with Darren LaCroix, whoever you want to work with, you have to understand this ultimate question that I'm about to ask you, and it's this. 
do you wish to just throw away all the things that you have ever done to start anew? Or do you want to find the gold that might be out of those things that you have achieved in order to become the best version of who you want to be? It's not easy to be on this journey. It takes a lot of work. And it means also taking a big step forward. It means having a bold beginning, to use Lorraine's words of her business. But it also means that it's a season that we all go through. And we never have to give up. We just have to believe that we have the unlimited potential to create that best value of who we are. And sometimes just working with someone, whether it's man, woman, or child, to see what those fundamental differences are that can ultimately change the ways in which we can become not just the best version of who we are, but maybe finding that ultimate truth that lies out in the distance. No matter how far away you are, no matter how close you are to it, just know that sometimes just seeking a little bit of help, whether it is from that leprechaun that has the gold, it can make the biggest difference, not only in just who you are, but what you're able to become. And I think for those that are willing to take that big chance of whether they want to develop themselves or not, just realize that you don't have to throw away those leftovers. Sometimes it might be worthy of throwing those leftovers. And sometimes it might be just worthy of just seeing who you can become if you're willing to take that big, bold step. Thanks for listening to episode number 80 of Speaking from the Heart. And I look forward to hearing from your heart very soon. Thanks for listening. For more information about our podcast and future shows, search for Speaking from the Heart to subscribe and be notified wherever you listen to your podcasts. Visit us at www.yourspeakingvoice.biz for more information about potential services that can help you create the best version of yourself. See you next time.